The information in this skill is provided for informational and educational purposes only. Welcome, and thank you for listening to the SMA Flash Briefings. Hi, I'm Price Wolderidge. As a rare neuromuscular disorder patient myself, I enjoy reading the flash briefings for spinal muscular atrophy. Here's an article by Patricia Inacio, Ph.D. Epidogromab, Scholarox muscle-directed therapy for spinal muscular atrophy, was granted a fast-track designation by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. We are delighted to receive fast-track designation and look forward to working closely with the FDA towards our aim of establishing epidogromab as the potential first muscle-directed therapy for patients with SMA. Tony Kingsley, company president and CEO, said in a press release, Fast-track designation is intended to accelerate a therapy's development and expedite its approval by providing more frequent meetings with the FDA and discussions about the development plan. The therapy had been previously named an orphan drug in the U.S. and Europe, as well as given rare pediatric disease status in the U.S. and Priority Medicines Prime designation in Europe. All are meant to speed its development and regulatory review. Recent fast-track and prime designations granted by the regulatory agencies underscore the continuing unmet medical needs of patients with SMA, said Young Chung, chief medical officer of Scholar Rock. The investigational therapy works by preventing the conversion of the latent form of myostatin, a protein mainly produced by skeletal muscles and that suppresses muscle growth into its active form. Through this mechanism of action, Epidogromab is thought to boost patients' muscle mass and strength, with fewer side effects than conventional suppressors of myostatin's active form. Top-line data from the ongoing proof-of-concept Phase II Topaz trial showed that epidogromab was safe and improved or stabilized motor function in children and young adults with SMA types 2 and 3 over one year. The trial is evaluating the therapy's safety and effectiveness in 58 patients ages 2 to 21. Participants allocated to one of three groups received intravenous infusions of epidogromab either at a low 2 mg per kilogram or high 20 mg per kilogram dose once every four weeks for up to one year. Most received the therapy's high dose and were also being treated with Spinraza, the first approved SMA disease-modifying therapy. The trial's main aim is to assess changes in motor function using the revised Hammersmith scale in ambulatory patients and with the Hammersmith Functional Motor Scale expanded in non-ambulatory patients. Higher scores indicate greater motor function, and increases of at least three points in Hammersmith scores are typically considered clinically meaningful. Six-month data showed that most patients achieved stable or improved motor function. About a third reached clinical meaningful motor function improvements, as shown by an increase of at least three points in Hammersmith scores. The improvements were more pronounced and more common among younger type 2 children than in older type 2 and 3 patients. The majority of non-ambulatory patients in our Topaz trial experienced increases in Hammersmith scores, highlighting the therapeutic potential of epidogromab to address motor function impairments in this patient population, said Chiang. Based on these findings, Scholarock plans to launch a Phase 3 clinical trial to test epidogromab in a larger patient population. Kingsley added, quote, We believe the recently announced top-line data from the Topaz Phase II trial showed the transformative potential of epidogromab for patients with SMA. Coming up next, Perspectives from SMA News Today Forum's moderator, Deanne Runge. 
Thanks for joining me. I'm Deanne Rangi, SMA News Today content creator. Soon I have a telemed appointment with my neurologist. Mainly we'll be discussing if I'll be continuing with Eversdy or switching back to Spinraza. Despite being less than thrilled with Eversd, I don't know if switching back is worth it. Not only did I feel better on Spinraza, I think physically I benefited more too. It's hard to determine though because with Spinraza there are ebbs and flows, and with Eversd there's more consistency. Plus, the differences are so subtle. Even though neither drug has had the wow factor I secretly hoped for, I do feel better than I did before treatment. Not only that, I haven't had any hospitalizations or major medical issues to speak of. Knock on wood. So I'd really like to continue one of the treatments. Although I still have stomach issues on Eversdy, I found half a dose of Imodium after my meal and waiting 20 minutes before I take Eversd is making it tolerable. Still I have the occasional gotta go moment that is unpredictable and inconvenient, but they're not as often. If the process of getting Spinraza was easier, I'd switch back in a heartbeat. I'm probably an anomaly there as I've heard a lot of people really happy with Eversd and found Spinraza difficult to tolerate. I really dread making the wrong decision. Has anyone else regretted the switch? Is anyone switching back? I'd love to hear how the process went and if you're happy with your decision. Fill me in on the forums at smanewstoday.com forward slash forums. That's all I have for you today. Have a great day everyone. We'll talk again soon. The information in our flash briefings and podcasts are provided for informational and educational purposes only. Be sure to tune in daily to SMA News Today for the latest news and perspectives regarding the disease. Discover more content that might be of interest to you at www.smanewstoday.com and be sure to follow us on social media and join our SMA News Today forums, a trusted SMA community ready to welcome you anytime.